0: They've called Devel Crawford the Piano Prince of New Orleans. He has had a long and diverse career playing all kinds of music, New Orleans R&B, gospel, rock and roll, blues, and jazz, but he was trained as a classical musician. His grandfather, James Sugarboy Crawford, wrote and recorded Giacomo, which you know as Ico Ico, for Chess Records in 1954, and when he was young, he hung out with Fats Domino. He never moved back to New Orleans after the flood, but New Orleans has never left his soul. He's no longer a prodigy, but now a musician with a long string of great albums who tours the world. He's now in New York, which is where I called him on a day when the whole world seemed to be self-quarantined. That would be Monday, March 16, 2020. He had put up a video on Facebook the day before, which he talked about his feelings and played some beautiful piano. Meet Devell Crawford. It's a weird time to do this, but you know,
1: uh, it really is a weird time to do this. It is. It is. Uh, you it know, is. Uh, in some, in some, in some ways, we have to keep. Uh, Some sense of novelty, you know, about ourselves.
0: Um, Yes, and that's why why I want to do (laughs) it. I really, really do. Um,
1: Uh, Unfortunately, I just got word that my friend passed away in New Orleans from this uh, just a couple of minutes ago. So I'm
2: a little,
1: you know, shaken. He was the second person to pass away from this in Louisiana. So I'm just a little, uh, in New Orleans, at least.
0: do, do Uh, Do you want to postpone this?
1: No, I'm, I'm... Excuse me, I'm okay. And, all right,
0: um, all right. Well, do you mind you know, if we, just, yeah, can, I'm, can I'm, we I'm, just... Can we just roll on this then? Oh, yeah. Go, okay. go ahead. You can start right. whatever you'd like. Okay. All righty, great.
1: Well... Well, at the moment, um, I'll tell you, I'm at hang, yeah. and um, I'm actually in the bed watching Debbie Davis movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait a minute! Not
0: Betty Davis um, the singer. No boy, ah, not no, Be-
1: Betty Davis the actor. Yeah, I know.
0: I'd rather watch Betty Davis but, the singer.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, the movie just came on. Movie just came on, and I, yeah. I've been enjoying yeah. them actually because I, I, I didn't grow up watching this, so it's uh, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that, and uh, I've got everything that I really need. Uh, here in my bedroom in my living room yeah uh my my friend came over and went down to my studio and brought up my piano another keyboard and mm-hmm. a recording system up there and so i have another room with that and um yeah i'm really okay you know i'm pretty much alone anyway you don't hear from me a lot of things like that. people call me ask interviews, and maybe i'll see yeah but you know you really <laughs> don't see me much i'm kind of a I've been practicing this uh, this uh, for my long time, and this is my moment right
0: here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's what it is, but it does give, it does give you some time to woodshed.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, not only to do that, but to be to be thankful also for for family, for friends, and for the music and. Mm-hmm. Just uh, some mm-hmm. reflection time, so some mm-hmm. good, quiet reflection time that I think we all need. Of course, uh, reflection time does not pay the bills for many of us musicians no, sure. and uh, many self-employed people and people in the service industry. Uh, but, you know, um, we'll, we'll be okay. We, we, we're strong. We're very strong people
0: here in America. And well, well people can always go online and buy some, some of your records from Basin
2: Street. <laughs>
1: They can do they can do that. They yes. can go online, buy a record, they can go online and download um uh yeah. these, these things uh, and, and these this music of mine and my other friends. Yeah, so that's ways to support. Yeah.
0: Well I do a radio show uh called uh I like it like that. And you are on it all uh-huh. the time. You're on it all the time.
1: Well thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um Thank you.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, when 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 Fats passed, uh, I played a lot of of uh, of that of your latest album, the one with Alda. That's an interesting album. It's all it's all. I, you know, I was surprised that there wasn't any there wasn't any, any singing, and that it was just it was it was solo
1: no. piano. You know that album was not going to come out because I did that for um, Steinway Steinway and Sons, the uh-huh. piano company, yeah. exclusively for a particular piano that I played, uh, the Spirio piano, mm-hmm. um, where you can download a lot of my performances, uh, not only mine, but, uh, some of the greatest pianists in the world. I'm just honored to be in that company, but, um, you can download, it's just a, it's really a high resolution, uh, player piano. And it really is the player piano of, wow. of our time. It, it, and <laughs> right, it, it's just a remarkable piano and it's all in high definition, huh. uh, uh-huh. You know, so uh, I did that recording specifically for the piano. Where mm-hmm. if you have one sitting in your home or your office or whatever your your church, you can download those performances. And then after a while, I was I thought that it was instead of me going and do going into the studio to do a whole new record for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just release this on record for everyone to enjoy, mm-hmm. and not only mm-hmm. the people that spent a hundred grand on this mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. piano, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: that's what I decided to do, and um, and I'm I'm really glad I did it. So there's no vocals. Uh, that's that's one reason why there's no vocals, because it wasn't meant uh-huh. to be released uh-huh. as an actual uh-huh. record for the public. It was only meant to be released just for the stereo Steinway piano.
0: Uh, well, we're glad you decided to release it. <laughs>
1: But thank you. And, yeah. I, and I'm actually glad I decided to, I mean, that I did it that way so that there wouldn't be any vocals, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty glad that they there weren't any vocals. Mm-hmm.
0: My grandmother had a player piano, the one with the with the paper roll. Uh, I
1: remember those. Yeah. I remember seeing them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh,
0: so I, I do want to talk to you about what you're doing now and all that, but I, 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 I can't talk to you and, and, and not... Not talk about the, the history of, of music in New Orleans since uh, since you're such a, an important part of oh, it. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, di, did
1: you or, did you know Fats? Oh, very well, did very you? well. Uh, I knew Fats. Uh, we spent a lot of one-on-one time together. Uh, uh, my early teens. Um, around fourteen is when I really became friends with Fats. And uh,
2: uh-huh.
1: I would spend time at his house. He took. Wow. Sometimes he would go out, take a ride in one of his cars. He'd have his cousin or his son to come and pick us up. We'd get dressed and go to lunch. <laughs> and we'd talk about music. We'd talk about the New Orleans scene. He he really, you know, when I went over to his house, uh, I was on the news all of the time the news the channels <laughs> in the morning, uh-huh. uh, on Saturday mornings in New Orleans or the weekdays, just for uh, just. For, Everything, um, you know,
2: uh-huh. uh,
1: playing for all kinds of social gatherings and events for the city, and um, he would he would record those. Or my manager would record them on back then on on VHS. I remember, and uh-huh. he would watch them with me. And I, I really believe, as his son used to tell me, um, you remind him so much of himself when he was young. Wow. And he just enjoys watching you and seeing you because it brings him back to a place. Now, obviously, I was playing uh, that style of music, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the period music of of his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing a lot of things, but that that's really how I made uh, the bulk of my of my uh, of my living playing the music of his time. And so, I guess it would bring him back. I, I, in fact would tell me that. And not only that, the people, people, I mean, all across the spectrum when I was young, they'd see me and say, oh God, you reminded me of myself. And, uh, little Richard would tell me that. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis, it just went on and on and on. Yeah. These great musicians that saw a little bit of themselves in me at that time. Huh. And, uh, I, I was just honored to, to have them, uh, them, they knew who I was way before I knew who they were and their <laughs> impact on the music uh, of our of our world.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. What kind of things would fats talk to you about? I mean, as far as your playing went.
1: Oh gosh. Uh, well, you know, we didn't really we didn't really talk about he didn't really talk about my playing. Huh. Uh My skills. Um, he did show me some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some. Actually, he was a great boogie-woogie piano
2: player.
1: Absolutely. He he, he showed me some boogie-woogie piano that I still can't play today with my left hand. (laughs) I still can't with my left hand. He and my grandfather are about the only two that have really, I mean, got me totally confused and totally messed up with this left-hand boogie-woogie thing. Um, But... Um, we we would talk about um, my grandfather. We would talk about uh, Fats' time as a musician, mm-hmm. um, what he did. Uh, we would also talk about him not wanting to uh, work much anymore. And, mm-hmm. and I was, though I was young, um, I guess around... 17, 18, I became very tired. I didn't want to travel much at all. I didn't mm-hmm. want to perform publicly much at all. And he understood that. No one else, huh. no one else understood that. They really just saw a young person um, talented and, and thought that maybe I should be happy to to have the, 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 the ability to travel all over Europe in the United States as I was doing and going to two schools. I was also teaching high school at the time that I was in high school, teaching at another school and just a, a choir director. They, most people thought that that was just a wonderful way to live. And, and it really was. I look out, look upon all of that. Now and wonder, wonder how can I do that? But that, how did I do it all at that time? Mm-hmm. But that, Sort of understood that I could go to Factor and say, I'm tired. I don't I don't want to do this. I don't, don't want to go to France. I don't want to take this gig. I don't want to play this thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay home. I just want to chill out and rest. Yeah. He totally understood that. Mm-hmm. And he, he would support mm-hmm. me on that. Mm-hmm. He would always he would say, you know, all money is not good money, You know, all money is not good money. And so, um, you get rest. He, he really was um, the only one. Unfortunately,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but fortunately, the only one that understood um, that I needed rest. Yeah. yeah, that I needed rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. and supported me on that.
0: Yeah, but what year was that? Around around.
1: Nineteen ninety. We became friends in nineteen ninety. Ah. Okay. Of course, uh, he knew of me prior to that. Hmm. Um, and, of course, he knew of my grandfather and, and yeah. my family and all mm-hmm. of that before I was born. But we became very close in 1990. And I, around uh, the age of 16, uh, maybe, I started driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I would take a car and just go over there, just, just unannounced. Um, and when I, I bought my first car, which was a Mercedes. I bought the, the <laughs> car primarily because I wanted Fats' approval. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted his approval. Well, he's, le- and, he's
0: legendary uh, for having a lot of cars.
1: Oh, he had, oh he had he had tons of cars, right? Yeah. And I remember I remember driving in his his uh, I think it's black. He had a black five hundred, the biggest Benz you could get, and uh, we were going to lunch, and then the Mercedes people called him. Uh, the dealership called him and said, hey, you know, we've just got the brand new, the brand new one out. Oh. You want to come by and see it? <laughs> he, he said, he said yeah. So we ate lunch and went all the way out to the to the place to go and see it. And dro- literally drove off the lot with it, so <laughs> it was like they, they basically gave it to him to test drive. Wow. And if he if he liked it, then he could keep it. <laughs> of course, he kept, he kept it. But well, I, I had have, I have those no, sort no of those sorts of stories with fats and uh, so many others. Uh, yeah, there are cost Well, know? a
0: couple of weeks ago, I reran a podcast episode of a podcast I do here in Portland uh, with Reggie Houston, mm-hmm. who lives here. Reggie. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, like Reggie. Fats yeah, and 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 Reggie had had stories about Fats on his cars.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure Reggie played with him. Yeah, uh, twenty years. Know, for years. and and Re- look, Reggie has stories. He probably, I'm sure, he has stories about me as a child. <laughs> Reggie has stories about all of us.
0: Everybody, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Keeping yeah. just in case we. You know, he needs some money on something. He'll you know, sell you well, a story. Well, i great I'll, guy, I'll great musician. Well,
0: he's beloved here in Portland. I mean, everybody loves Reggie. Oh you
1: know, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. send you uh, a link to uh, to 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 that podcast. You'll enjoy l- listening to him. I would
1: love to hear that. I yeah. would love to hear. It. So, um, uh, actually, Reggie played with me. Actually, Reggie played with me. Uh three years ago really? when I did the tribute to Fats at the uh, I threw him in from uh-huh. the
0: band I remember when he the went there yeah. to Fats
1: and yeah. yeah, he was he was on the bandstand, uh with to me then, yeah. Well
0: that's how I found out that Fats had passed away. Reggie sent me a text.
2: Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. wow.
0: Well you know, I, I can't I can't talk to you without talking about your grandfather. And uh uh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. the the great Sugar Boy Crawford, and uh, who is a legendary and iconic figure in the minds of uh, people who are New Orleans music fans, but nobody knows. Steve wow! Anybody. But you know, nobody. He's kind of a figure that that is legendary, and nobody really knows anything about him except the the that one tune. Right. You know. Uh, so, right. Right. What, what kind of guy was he?
1: Well, listen, you know, he was a very quiet guy and, um, um, uh, very, p- pretty, pretty humble in a, in ways, and in other an ways, not so humble. But, um, <laughs> he, you know, he, he was just a very quiet figure. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, he lives in, and the world, and his world, and in and the fact, and all of this, so he lived in, in the fact that he was James Crawford, and that he was also uh, one of the originators and authors of American rock and roll music and rhythm Indeed. and blues music. Uh, he, he, yeah. he knew his contribution to that, um, and uh, if 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 if. It's a, If he needed to remind someone of that, then he would. But, um, (laughs) you know, he he stopped playing music in the 60s.
2: 1963
1: to be exact. And um, I grew up just knowing him as my grandfather and I had no knowledge of his past as a musician. Really? And his
2: influence.
1: Wow. Yeah, I I did not. Uh, I grew up um really playing uh since I was seven years old years old. And people in New Orleans uh told me more about him when they discovered I was his grandson. Huh. Uh then later on he started sharing stories uh, about himself and um and a lot of those stories, most of them, if not all of them, uh, you know hey they they really turned out to be true i mean i met james brown and james brown spoke about him and ramsey lewis and uh eddie james and these people that he spoke about um yeah they they all had a uh an affection and a love for him uh-huh. you know so as a musician and as an entertainer.
0: so he was so, a, uh, he, he, yeah he but played, he
1: was a very quiet very quiet and humble man yeah. and he play, he played the piano right he was a multi-instrumentalist, really? multi-instrumentalist. His main, uh, his first instrument was trombone. He uh, played trombone, uh, that was uh, what he what he mastered. And uh, then he played piano. Uh, yes, very, was a great piano player by the way. Wow. Um, but yeah, but he played, he was a multi-instrumentalist, played a few instruments and did all of his arranging and wrote all, wrote all of his charts and all of that, so um,
0: yeah. You know, I never met a, New Orleans... a well-rounded
1: entertainer oh, yeah. and musician.
0: Mm-hmm. I never met a, a New Orleans musician who didn't think of of themselves first as a jazz player.
1: Right? Am I right, right. about That's that? That's true. A lot of them, a lot of them that made uh, the uh, rhythm and blues hits. Yeah. Uh, Smokey Johnson, who who wrote "It Ain't My Fault." Yeah. And uh and all of it uh a lot of these you know, he was he was a jazz musician at heart, you know, and a lot of the jazz musicians there I'm not I'm talking about drummers and all I don't know why mm-hmm. I I've mm-hmm. got stuck on drummers, um who became famous for playing jazz uh, uh James Black. Yeah. They also played rhythm and blues, sure. you know, they played sure. warless yeah. rhythm and blues. Yeah. You know, people people are shocked to find out that Ellis Marcellus uh who we all love down there and has mentor to, to all of us, not only piano players, but just musicians as a whole, that he played funk and R&B in, in his early career. Uh, he played all kinds of music in New Orleans. And I think um, most of the musicians in New Orleans, um, we have a general respect for um, musicians that, uh, that, Play just about everything because you know in order to really make it down there uh you you've got to be you've got to be able to play so many different genres of music and yeah. just new orleans music is' yeah. it's so diverse you uh-huh. know there's the Indian uh-huh. chant and there's the traditional yeah. stuff mm-hmm. uh the traditional jazz, and then you know there's the new orleans r and b and then there's the New Orleans piano sound and it's just yeah.
0: Do you have a a, a favorite? I I like to consider it all great music. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite of all those styles?
1: I mean, you don't have to. Oh, no. no, Not at all. (laughs) That's good. No, no, not at all. I just love love anything that's good. Well, that's what you're Any kind of music that's good.
0: It seems like that's what your career is all about, is is playing in all those different styles.
1: Listen, I've been uh, persecuted for that, and I still am to a certain degree. I don't, but, um, I, don't, I wasn't.
0: I wasn't meaning to, know, to persecute you. I was meaning to celebrate you.
1: <laughs> oh no, not not you, not you. I, I hope not you. I'm on the call with you, but I'm just mentioning that I've been persecuted yeah. for that yeah. since a child, you know. And uh, you know, back when I started making records and before, um, record companies and managers and all of that, they really wanted you to stick. To one particular genre, um, and and be one voice for that thing, whatever mm-hmm. that thing was. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. just never that. You can tell by the kind of jackets I wear. I was just, I was <laughs> just never that kind of a person, you know, to uh, to just play one style of music. Yeah. Um, and and you know so. I knew early on, and they would, t- they would tell me, well, Devel, you know, you're not focused. You have to get focused. And, and, and in the back of my mind, I was like, no, you're not focused. I'm very focused. <laughs> I'm focused, and I like everything. Yeah. Now, you're not focused. Those
0: are just marketing people, you know. You know? So, they're, they're, uh, they're
2: marketers, you know.
1: Well, I think I think because that was just the old way of, of doing things. Yeah. And um, every now and then, you know, I would – I would tell them, I said, you know, look at Aretha Franklin, look at Ray Charles. I I was very young mm-hmm. and I'm telling them that, you know. Um, look at Stevie Wonder. I mean, do you want me to play Ooh Poopy Doo for the rest of my life? I love Ooh Poopy Doo. But do you want me to play Giacomo for the rest of my life? I love that. Do you want me to play Blueberry Heel for the rest of my life? I love that. But come on. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So um yeah. live in concert I always would I would see the reaction of of the audience when I would tour when I'd play overseas, I'd go to Brazil and uh-huh. and uh in Europe, all over Europe and France and maybe I'd start playing some gospel, I'd start playing some some uh, traditional jazz or just some jazz I'd stand up and sing. Uh-huh. Um and when I went to Brazil I often drew from their songbook
2: uh-huh.
1: uh from, from Joe Bim and all and I would see the reaction of the audience and I could not convince record companies to allow me to grow, ah. and so after a while, I just stopped recording.
2: Ah, ah, ah.
1: I just didn't want to record anymore.
2: That's
0: a shame. That's a shame. Well, I'm glad that's well, over. I'm, well, that I mean, that, that happened. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Basin Street the, 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 It seems like Basin Street let you, let you do what you want, huh?
1: Well, well, I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I think I'm. <laughs> If they didn't, I guess I still would, (laughs) or just not participate. Um, You know, you could only keep, keep someone trapped so long. And I think at this point, I, I, I would, I would have a a greater output if, um, Mm -hmm. if uh, the music business hadn't changed so, so, so much. I mean, you know, I'm, I have enough recordings in the vault to release from now until God knows when, but you know, the music business has changed a lot and I'm still, I'm, I'm some somewhat old school, somewhat new school. I'm stuck right in the middle and I'm still trying to make an adjustment. Um, i trying to ride it out and see which way it's going to, what's the new thing? How it's going to land. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I do mm-hmm. love releasing music. I love recording it. Um still. Uh I love sharing it with my friends and family. And hope hopefully one day soon I'll release some more some more. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, I'm sure you will. But I, I but before we leave your grandfather. I know that you've been asked this mm-hmm. 80, a million a zillion times, but it, I would be mm-hmm. de- I would be derelict in my duty if I did not ask you. Okay, what does Giacomo mean?
1: Oh my God! Actually, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, what now? What does Giacomo mean?
1: Oh my God! I've been asked that a thousand times. Of course, <laughs> you know why? Because people and don't I know. Have... <laughs> I and I know the real story about that and you know uh, I have not shared that yet and I I don't know when I will oh man I, I don't know when I will but I will <laughs> I will not uh, share that with you and you know over the course of my I learned some tricks from my grandfather you know <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather though he wasn't uh, though he didn't play music um, make many appearances after 1963 he still knew how to be a celebrity and he, he still knew the secrets of how to be one and all of that um, so I, I, a lot of things I just grew up understanding uh, not to share <laughs> and understanding to share them at the appropriate time, and, vote, and that's one of them. <laughs> Come on, man! I'm old, and I might catch the virus. Just, <laughs> just, just use, <laughs> just use your imagination. Just use your imagination. And uh, a lot of people pronounce that pronounce that uh, Giacomo wrongly, and they have their own way of saying it and their own meaning. <laughs> and you know, um, hey, so. Yeah. Now, now, your grandfather you, you also. It had, I'm, I'm sure it. Your grandfather
0: also had bands that were called S H A dash W E
1: E Z, right? Right. What does right. that mean? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Well, so you've got to. You you know I think you're a couple of decades too late with this interview. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you should have, maybe you should have gotten in touch with my grandfather. I know, see I done. know. Well, I wish I could. Um, I wish I had. <laughs> but but unfortunately, I will tell you this. Unfortunately, what uh, people have come to believe that it is is not true. Um, <laughs> So uh, that that I will tell you. Okay, tell me this. How do you uh, say okay. it? But that's what, oh, well, you, well you, the Shawis. Okay. Sha-wee. Oh,
0: that doesn't help.
1: Yeah, that that <laughs> you. Can, yeah, you can find that every in and everywhere. Yeah,
0: all the right. The
1: Shabaka Shawis, which was a yeah yeah was a great band, great band.
0: I know it's a great band. I just don't know what it means. But, 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 <laughs>
1: Well, Tom, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> a bit like like anything. Next question, please. Okay. All
0: right. All right. So, did you consider yourself? Were you a prodigy?
1: Uh, well, I tell people I'd like to consider myself a, a grown man at this point. <laughs> I mean, back
0: then, not and, now.
1: uh if, <laughs> but but certainly back then I was. I was a prodigy. And people still call me that if if they want to. Listen, I I allow people to have their their moments, and uh, it's nothing but admiration, and I appreciate that. But, yes, I was considered a prodigy at an early age, young age.
2: Really?
0: How did that
1: affect you? I mean,
0: what effect did it have on on, on you as as a kid growing up?
1: None at all. None at all. I mean, I was... First of all, I, I knew since um, I was three years old that I had a special gift, and a different gift. I knew that my gift was different from most everyone around me,
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, it's, it's almost like a duck. You know, with a duck, boy, you can throw the duck in the water, and it'll figure it, it'll figure out how to swim. Uh-huh. Um, that that was me with music, and that was me with my uh, realization of my gift, and that was also me with um, with the expression and my ability to be able to express myself with my gift uh-huh. there was never a day um, as a young child that I could not sit at an instrument and express exactly what I was feeling this I, I, I don't know how to uh, exist any other way I always I always was able to... I always, always, I always were able to sit at a piano, excuse me. I'm doing three things at once and give an interview that I should not do. But I always <laughs> could um, express myself uh, uh-huh. on, on an instrument um, as long as I could remember. And also listening to stories of, of people that were around me, my family uh-huh. and friends of my family. Um, yeah. So, so it was quite normal to me i that's a little little weird quite, quite normal to me um I didn't know as a child that I could make a living you know mm-hmm. uh, playing music because i I didn't know the monetary value of it I didn't know that I would be appreciated uh in in my city and abroad and all of that mm-hmm, by, mm-hmm. Playing music, but I knew that I could, and I knew that uh, it was different that most people around me could not, and they would not understand it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: I always knew that. Huh. What is it
0: about New Orleans and keyboard players?
1: Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. Oh, well, it's it's the same thing about New Orleans and food, right? <laughs> it's the same <laughs> thing about you know. New Orleans and dance. It's the same thing about New Orleans and rhythm. It's the same thing. It's a very simple and easy answer. You know, uh, everything in New Orleans is infused. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Everything is infused. And uh, the piano players, uh, look, we don't even really call our pianists pianists. We call them piano players. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh yeah. right, we call the New Orleans piano player. We don't really say New Orleans pianist. Every now and then you hear oh New Orleans pianist, so and so. But um it's the t- the piano for New Orleans uh takes the place of absolutely everything. And if you've gotta listen, if you've gotta listen to solo piano uh solo piano of the American songbook. Mhm. I would much rather listen to solo piano of the American songbook by someone from New Orleans almost you know the whole spectrum yes. of the American song but not yes. not just the standards co porter and I mean, right. that. Right. I'm talking yeah. about the whole spectrum of rhythm and blues of traditional of uh, gospel of, uh, of J- all of that I'd rather hear that from a New Orleans fan because um we are we are infused with the rhythms from Obviously, from Africa,
2: mm-hmm.
1: from all of the Latin rhythms, yes, uh, from the, from you know the influence of the Spanish, influence of the Caribbean, Africa, and the influence of all the French, uh, and that that is who we are. That is who we are as musicians.
2: Mm-hmm. and who
1: we are uh, as as cooks. That's who we are as parents as uncles and and nanans, and pawpaws, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and parans, that's who we are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, that comes forth in all of our music, and I'm quite sure to individualize that more to specific instruments. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Look, you know, Louis Armstrong, just from that particular instrument, it doesn't get any greater than that. Mahalia Jackson, a voice, her presence, It just doesn't get any greater than that. And for piano, that list can go on and on and on from the beginning of New Orleans until now. Uh, Drummers, just doesn't get any better than that. You know, well-rounded people who are using all of their uh, infused uh, sounds and infused thoughts and infused influences from everywhere to be who they are. And I think for, for me as a pianist, um I'm talking so much, I guess because I have nowhere to go and nothing to do, I can't leave my house. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guess me as a pianist, that's that's what I do. Um mm-hmm. that's what Dr John did. Uh that's what James Booker did. That's what Professor Longhead did. Took Washington uh and, and and so on and so on.
0: I only got to see Toots one time, and he was a very, very old man. But it was wonderful. My goodness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I am yeah. sure. Uh, uh, uh. So w-
0: when you were a teenager, um, d- d- did, mm-hmm. you, did, did you did re- you try to rebel at all against the, 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 the tradition, or did you just accept it?
1: No, I never wanted to play this kind of music. Huh. Uh, I never wanted to. I never wanted to make a career playing New Orleans music. I'm still grateful that uh, I was forced into doing it because, uh, in some sense, I have a bit of longevity uh, attached to my name and career. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can take off for some time, and I can also. Go back to work, and I can also, which I'm finding very interesting, and I'm enjoying. I can also uh, give some of this music and the piano sort of a rebirth uh, of some sort
2: yeah. every
1: now and then yeah. Yeah. to a diff- to a different audience, right. younger people, or different right. you know people who may uh, then again reintroduce the piano to to people who may have grown up listening to. Dr. John and James Booker and Alan mm-hmm. Toussaint and mm-hmm. that, and they haven't heard these songs and this style mm-hmm. in thirty years because they they've lived in Maine or they yeah. haven't been down to Jazz. And then I, uh, you know, and I play this style in my own way, and it just brings those people back to uh, a, a wonderful place in their life. So I'm happy that when I look at it that way. I did uh document this kind of music mm-hmm. um early mm-hmm. on in my career yeah and of course, if I would have played other types of music uh maybe I would have been a little bit more popular mm-hmm. a little bit more famous I don't know maybe um I don't that I don't know, but this worked for me even though I didn't really want it to I had and I had um,
0: I had Tony mm-hmm. Coleman, who on 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 this podcast mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. He was BB King's drummer for thirty two years, and he told yeah. me when he first got with BB King, he hated the blues. He wanted to play with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right, <laughs> and, I'm sure. And ended
2: up. I'm sure a lot up, of like, he was
1: he was much younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, course, he was much younger and. Yeah. I've seen him a thousand times growing up and seeing D.B. King on the road and, and hanging with those guys. You know, yeah. um, look, I was a 14 year old guy, actually younger than that, um, in New Orleans, and like many of the, the kids my age, you know, uh, I wanted to play the music that was on the radio, or the music, or the music that I thought would be eventually be on the radio and popular at that time which I was correct about that now. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. um, I wanted to be D'Angelo and play some of that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. live in concert, I was doing that. You know, uh-huh. I had uh-huh. sometimes I had rappers in concert with me. Uh-huh. Uh, and some, I played on a lot of early rap records in New Orleans and R&B records and some of those guys. Um, but my environment and my uh, just did not, they accepted it and they loved it but my uh, business environment just didn't allow me to do that yeah and yeah um i think people which is a blessing and a curse right people always have to compare you to something and that's just human nature and they right. compare you to right. something things that they are comfortable with, mm-hmm. things that they are mm-hmm. familiar with. Yes. Uh, most people that aren't comfortable with this new thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: really doesn't know how to handle it, doesn't know how to describe it, doesn't know what lane to place it in, in their lives. So, for me, in New Orleans, people had to compare me to James Booker. Right. Uh, because they missed him, and he had, he was gone when I came about. I didn't know him, never heard of him, never heard his music. And he was classically trained. I was classically trained. He grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. He mm-hmm. could sing. I could sing a bit. And uh, they they saw, like, that. saw himself in me. They saw James Booker in me. Uh, they saw Fats. They saw Professor Longhand. They immediately dumped all of that responsibility upon me. Wow. Uh Alan Toussaint saw himself in me as a young musician. Oh. Uh and he did. Ernie Cato, Tommy Ridgley, they they just dumped them that responsibility on me harshly. Wow. Very, very, very harshly. Uh they didn't let up on it. You know? Oh. Um and I I said okay, I'm going to do that, and because a lot was riding on that for them, a lot was riding on. I understand it now. A lot was if I had not have come if I had not come along,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there would have been a huge gap
2: yeah. of
1: that kind of music yeah. uh, between James Booker and now. And um of course there was Henry Butler, but Henry Butler was not living in New Orleans at the time, nor was he playing New Orleans music at the time. Right. Um of course there was um uh, John Cleary, uh who's from England who, yes. who just opened our arms and loved him. And he's still there. Indeed. And um but John John's situation was a little different back then also. Um so there was there was this gap. As many piano players as we had and still have, there was a gap. And um, I didn't know it then, but I, I understand it now. I understood it more after 2005, the hurricane.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you leave New Orleans then?
1: I was in Brazil at the time of the hurricane, and I did leave New Orleans right after. I didn't return yeah. to live. Yeah. Boy, what's
0: it like when you go back now?
1: Um, it depends on what I'm there for. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I long to go back just to eat gumbo. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I long to go back just to have a beignet and a snowball. Oh, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. I long to go back to go hear George French and Jermaine Basil and, you mm-hmm. know, Wanda mm-hmm. and all the, the people that are still there that I love so, so much. Sometimes I long to go back just to to walk the streets of the French Quarter, man, or mm-hmm. go hear some gospel music. And I do that. Um, and at other times I long to go back to Lafayette to see my family, my grandmother, my mom, my aunt, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it means New Orleans and really Louisiana as a whole means so much uh, to me and so many different things to me at different times in my life. So I really can't describe, uh, in one particular, uh, lane Mm -hmm. and way and all of that genre Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as to, to what it means to me. It means everything all the time, many different ways. Yeah and and I, I allow it to do that just like music
2: mhm mhm mhm
0: takes you there are you still playing in churches yeah
1: yeah uh someone calls me to, <laughs> to 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 uh just actually right before you called uh, my friend in august here in, uh, in Newark i'm going to make an appearance her at her uh, vespers, vespers um, jazz mm-hmm. service. Um, but um, if, if 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 people call and, and I'm available to to go and play or even to teach and give workshops, I still mm-hmm. do things like that every now and then. Not often, but I enjoy doing that. I enjoy going and teaching yeah. and. Interacting with people. I, I never had stopped that. I was a minister of music.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, in New York mm-hmm. for five and a half years at a mm-hmm. big Baptist church yeah. in Harlem. No one knew. <laughs> really? No one knew. I didn't tell anybody. Wow. But I had a, yeah, I, for five and a half years I was there and uh, at, a, at a, a church in Harlem, and I had a ball doing it. I had a ball. <laughs> I still toured. I still made appearances. And yeah. You uh, still traveled but no one knew. Big and,
0: uh,
2: choir big choir. And I didn't
1: want hmm? Big Choir. Oh, we had a nice size choir. Full Yeah. yeah very, very nice size choir. Full band. Ah. And um and I and I ended up just falling in love with the people mm-hmm. there and staying. I was going just for a little while to help them out for a minute. And I ended up falling in love with the people and staying there. And um uh, yeah I I quit just only a few years ago. I, I had to I just stopped yeah. you know but yeah. um I, I I love I love all kinds of music and for me uh giving God praise with my gift is still uh the highest of the high for me.
2: Yeah.
0: I did a documentary many years ago in the, in, the, in the late 70s on James Cleveland's church in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And I got to be there oh, the, yeah. got to be there on a Sunday morning.
1: Amazing. Absolutely oh my amazing. God yeah that church that church still just walking in there kind of gives you
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 didn't even have to do peace be still
1: <laughs> right, right right I mean there was that
0: there was peace be still in the in the air, didn't have to sing it, you know, well, of course, yeah,
1: of course, of
0: course <laughs> of, course. oh man, well, DeVell, it's been so nice talking to you. Uh, I, I hope that, uh, Baby, we, I, I, enjoyed it. I hope we come out of this. Okay. You know, there's no guarantee of anything these days, but, uh, I'm, I'm glad we had this opportunity, uh, for you to, to say what you had to say. You got any more, anything else you wanted to say that I didn't get to?
1: I said a hell of a lot today, I'll tell you that much you more than I said most of the <laughs> <laughs> Well
0: you had some All right, you, well,
1: you, nice you, nice talking to you.
0: You did have some inspiring things to say on your Facebook page and I guess we'll we'll link to that. But uh, oh. thank you so much oh. and take care of yourself.
1: Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for your love and support. All right. grooving.
0: Always Bye-bye. will. Bye. We are living in strange days, and it was good of Devel to give us his time. Probably took his mind off things. Did for me, and I hope for you, too. Give us a like and a positive comment on iTunes. Our theme music is Action Jackson by Tyrone Hendrix, who is kind enough to let us use it. It's from his latest album, Rhythm on Life, Volume 2. He was named Soul Tracks Magazines, new artist of the year for 2019. And thanks to Soul Tracks for their mention of On The One on their Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page, too. Guess what it's called? Yeah, On The One. Vintage Soul Music Interviews. Uh, y'all just keep on the one.